Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. What's up, girlfriends? I hope that you are having a fabulous Tuesday. By popular request, we are back with another episode about sneaky energy wasters. So if you missed last week, no problem. I will just take two seconds here to catch you up. So we talked about how some nasty thought patterns and habits pop up due to seasons of stress and overwhelm. And when we're in those seasons and in that headspace, some stuff pops up that wastes our time and energy. And I know that you know, as a woman who has goals and dreams and things that we want to do, that we don't have time for shit like that. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm feeling feisty. That wastes our time and energy, right? So go back and listen to that episode because it's fun and it's juicy. And we talked in depth about some empowering ways that we could navigate um, those energy wasters. So last week was all about complaining and dwelling and refusing solutions. And then this week, today, on today's episode, we are going to build on that previous episode by talking about a couple more energy wasters that you voted on. So if you follow me on Instagram over at Marie. You know that I put up a poll on my Instagram stories like I do, you know, (laughs) from time to time because I want to hear what you want to hear on the podcast. So I had put up a poll and um, I asked what specific energy wasters that you wanted to hear about. And two of the most popular ones were grudges and drama. So we are going to dive just straight into it. And we're going to talk about grudges first. So this is another one of those topics like jealousy, like complaining, um, that just isn't cute, right? Like it's not cute at all, but it is so unbelievably important to talk about because it happens to the best of us. So by definition, a grudge is a persistent feeling of ill will or resentment resulting from a past injury or insult. So basically, we cling to these intense feelings and these negative emotions because we feel like someone has somehow fundamentally wronged us or somebody else that we love in a big or small way, or what has happened to us just hurts way too much to let it go. And let's be real, because we keep it real on this podcast, right? Um, Maybe some of us hold grudges because we're just that stubborn, right? But As a whole, I would be willing to bet that most of us don't hold grudges for no reason. Like, it's the principle of the matter because there's got to be some sort of pain or hurt or wrongdoing that we struggle to process and heal from and ultimately get over. So, for example, maybe you were told that you didn't have what it took to be in a certain career or in a certain sport, and that really fundamentally hurt you, which is why you're holding a grudge against a teacher or a parent or a coach. Or maybe somebody else at work or school stole your idea and they took credit for it and that made you really freaking resentful because I would be too. (laughs) Um, Because that other person got the promotion or the clout that should have been yours, which then made you want to hold a grudge. 
or maybe somebody else said something horrible to or about someone um, in your life that you really care about, that you really love, which made you absolutely enraged. So that's why you're holding it against that person. Regardless of what happened, if you've been wronged or hurt in some way, it seriously sometimes feels like the right thing to do in that situation is to hold the grudge, right? Because the situation isn't fair and it's not right or there's just this total lack of justice and it feels like the only thing you can do in that situation is to hold the grudge. So if that is you, I feel you. (laughs) Because for me, about four years ago, I was totally in that place where holding a grudge really did feel like the only thing that I could do, the only way I could could take um, some control over the situation that was happening. So long story short, (laughs) Roger and I had just put in our resignations at our very first jobs outside of being graduate student professors. So Someone at the university that we were working at um, said to my face (laughs) that I was basically throwing away my career by leaving and resigning because the job that I was going to step into was actually an adjunct professor position, which is, you know, fun fact, it's not really a fun fact, but um, is hierarchically lower on the academic scale than the job I had just resigned from. And that is a whole other story for a different day. But the position I was going to be stepping into was kind of a step back um, from the job I was currently in. And I'm going to be real with you, (laughs) like I always am on this podcast, that interaction from that former colleague really really messed with my head. I felt so inadequate and I felt so stupid and so full of doubt that the decision that Roger and I had confidently made together as a team to leave those jobs was suddenly like the wrong decision. I was so full of doubt. And then as a result, I was then, you know, started to be filled with this sense of like resentment and this just uh, unabashed anger. Um, toward the person who had the audacity to tell me that I was throwing my career away. And, you know, let's let's be real. Like, he had absolutely no clue what was going on behind closed doors and what Roger and I were going through working for that school. And because I just felt so wronged by that situation, I held a grudge against that person for months and months and months. And eventually, when I got enough distance from the situation... I was able to realize that holding on to that grudge, even if it was deserved, (laughs) because that guy was horrible to me, um, actually didn't achieve the sense of justice that I wanted it to. In reality, it hurt me because I allowed his comments to live rent-free in my head, which then lowered my vibrations, put me into a toxic headspace, and, you know, let's be real, (laughs) lugging all of that hurt and pain around Um, and not properly addressing it and healing it was absolutely exhausting. So at the end of the day, holding onto a grudge is us choosing once again to stay in a toxic headspace that's going to rob us of our precious energy and time that we could have used on something more productive. So that's grudges. And now we're going to move on to talking about drama. (laughs) (laughs) So by definition, drama is a state, situation, or series of events involving interesting or intense conflict of forces. So in other words, drama is usually temporary and or contained to a specific situation and it revolves around a conflict that's going to prompt really, really strong emotions. So for example, I would say that I've experienced drama 
way back in the day. Well, I mean, I've experienced it since then too, but <laughs> for the sake of this example, way back in the day with um, a swim team. So in high school, I think there was one year where a sophomore got captain over a senior. And then one person said something about it. They like brought it up. They're like, I don't know if this is fair. And then before we knew it, the entire team was in this like prolonged heightened state of emotion, arguing about it for days, whether or not it was right, whether or not it was fair to allow a sophomore to be a captain over a senior. And people picked sides and it got really ugly. <laughs> and it was just ultimately so unnecessary and wasted so much time and energy. Like, did it need to be discussed? Of course it did, but I don't think it needed to reach the level of, of drama <laughs> that it did. And let's be real, we all have a story like this, right? Whether it's with family or friends or work, we've all experienced or been sucked into some sort of drama. That sense of heightened emotions that revolve around a conflict or a situation that winds up being and feeling so freaking exhausting and unproductive and it just drags on forever and a day, right? So for example, for you, maybe you're a mom and there was a coaching change on your kid's soccer team and everybody's mad about it and you're getting calls way late at night to complain about it, to dwell about it, and it's just kind of like taking over your evenings. Or maybe you're an accountant and a man with less seniority than your friend who's a woman got the office um, with a window and you and your friends talk about it every single day at lunch, debating whether or not to bring it to HR as a discrimination. And even after your friend does that, Every day it's brought up and that's all you talk about. My point is that when there's a conflict, there absolutely should be time and space to vent about it, to discuss it, to deal with it. But I swear, sometimes we reach a point where we are no longer being productive about the conflict. And that's the moment that it crosses the line from just conflict and problem solving into drama, where we dwell so much to the point where it takes over our conversations and our lives and that ends up robbing us of our precious energy and time that we could have used on something more productive. So now the question becomes, what can we do about this? <laughs> How do we navigate grudges and drama in a way that feels supportive and empowering? So one of the ways that I think we can navigate grudges is through forgiveness, or at the very least, letting go. Cue Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> um, and trust me, I know how much easier said than done that is. Like, as someone who is an Enneagram one and a Taurus, like, you know, the astrological sign, um, with a massive moral compass and the ability to hold grudges so easily, this is the last thing that I would want to hear. <laughs> and maybe that's the case for you too, especially if the person or the situation that wronged you cause significant pain. It can be so freaking hard to move on from that. And if that is you right now, my heart just goes out to you and I want to jump through your phone or your computer or whatever it is that you're listening to this on and just wrap you in a big, big freaking hug. But there is a quote from Jen Sincero, Sincero, oh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but um, in her book, You're a Badass at Making Money, that really convinced me that Forgiveness is one of the most empowering things that you can do for yourself. So in her, so in her, I'm tripping over my words. Um, in her book, she says, We tend to hold on to resentment because we feel like the nitwit who wronged us doesn't deserve forgiveness. Meanwhile, the only person being punished by your resentment is you. 
Forgiveness is about you deserving peace, not necessarily about others deserving your forgiveness. You are allowing those of nasty things to take up precious space in your mind. If you love yourself, you'll end your own torture and let it go. And man, when I heard that quote for the first time, I was like, wow, mind blown emoji. It was seriously like she was speaking directly to me. And maybe right now, right here in this moment, you feel like she's speaking directly to you too. Because for those of us who are super inclined to hold grudges, we think that we are achieving our own sense of justice by holding on to the grudge. And sometimes it feels like it's just like a principle of the matter to then deny that person who wronged us or that person who wronged somebody else that we care about to deny them that forgiveness, right? And Maybe, you know, right now you're thinking like, yeah, of course I'm going to deny that person who wronged me or someone I cared about forgiveness because they don't deserve it. And yeah, maybe they don't. But what Zen, Zen, oh my gosh, (laughs) Jen Sincero helped me to realize, and maybe she can help you to realize this too, is that grudges are the opposite of justice. They do nothing but prevent healing and they waste our precious time and our energy. And at the end of the day, you deserve peace. You deserve peace. And in order to get that peace, we have got to let it go. And if we can't let it go on our own, then we owe it to ourselves to reach out and to get some professional help to allow ourselves to heal and to move on. And again, I know that all of that is easier said than done. Like, trust me, Enneagram One Taurus, like I know that it's so much easier said than done especially because it can sometimes be easier to hang on to that negative stuff that doesn't serve us, especially when we are hurting, right? But it's really not at the core of it doing you or me or the woman next to you any good. And full disclosure, it took me a very, (laughs) very long time to let go of what that old colleague of mine said. But what helped me was this. It must be really freaking awful to be the person to show up to your relationships and interactions with other people with such malice in your heart. I seriously believe to my core that you reap what you sow and how you show up to the world and what you say and what you do is going to be reflected back to you in some sort of karmic way. So I blessed and I released and I refused flat out refused to let his comments bug me or limit me anymore. I was done. And again, (laughs) it's not easy and it took me, believe me, it took me a hot second to get there, but it's worth it because I don't deserve for his comments to live rent-free in my head. So if you are holding on to a grudge right now, I seriously encourage you friend to friend to let it go. So that was grudges and forgiveness. And now we are going to talk about how to navigate drama by setting boundaries. And again, (laughs) I know how much easier said than done that is. It can be so freaking hard to untangle ourselves from drama, especially when it involves friends, family, work, which according to my DMs on Instagram are the three areas that a lot of you... um, say that you experience drama. Like those are the three areas that you experience drama and so do I. (laughs) So to avoid getting sucked into drama wherever it's coming from, right, um, as much as possible, we need boundaries, which by definition are a line that marks the limits of an area or 
a limit of a subject or sphere of activity. And in both cases, boundaries can create a physical or invisible barrier between you and your body or you and your mind and the thing or the person that just does not serve you, right? When we set boundaries, we let people know what we are or are not okay with. So for example, let's go back to that earlier um, example that we were talking about of a mom with drama on her kid's soccer team, right? So like if that's you and you're just like sick and tired (laughs) of wasting a lot of your evenings fielding calls from other moms that just do nothing but complain about the new coach and how that one kid doesn't deserve to start and how the entire thing is just totally unfair, setting a boundary to separate yourself from that drama is key to number one, achieving peace for yourself because clearly (laughs) the conversations are not contributing to your growth. And number two, maintaining a more positive relationship with all the other soccer moms out there, (laughs) right? Um, Or at least the ones on your team. Because again, clearly the conversations are driving a wedge between you um, and the other friends, your other friends, your other mom friends, right? Rather than bringing you closer together. Now, I'm not saying that we can't ever complain or we can't ever vent with a friend or we can't ever talk about some unfair drama that did unfold at work or with family or friends or whatever. Like, of course we need to talk about it, right? We need to vent it out like we talked about in part one of the Sneaky Energy Wasters um episode, right? Because if we don't allow ourselves that space to vent and to talk about things, we're going to explode, right? (laughs) So we need to be able to talk about it. But when the drama keeps popping up again and again and again, and you find yourself irritated and resentful or like you're wasting your time by talking about the drama again and again and again, right? You've got to protect your time and your energy by setting a boundary. And trust me, I know how difficult that can be. I literally just had to do that in my own life because full disclosure, (laughs) without going into any of it, like there is a lot of drama, a lot of drama in higher education, right? But There's a quote um, by the one and only Brene Brown that has really helped me to wrap my mind around boundaries um, and especially boundaries when it comes to drama. And maybe this quote can help you out too. So she says, Daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. Like, wow, boom, mic drop, like (laughs) we're done, right? Thank you and good night. (laughs) When you set a boundary... I feel like Brene Brown is saying like you're not being rude or dismissive or avoiding conflict. What it what it is that you're doing is that you're literally teaching people how to treat you and what you will or will not accept. And you and I are the type of women who just do not have time to get sucked down into the drama. We owe it to ourselves to set that boundary to protect ourselves and our time. It is not a crime. I want to say that again. It is not a crime to put space between you and the drama. We do not have to accept toxicity or to live in a negative headspace that does not serve us. So if you are currently experiencing drama right now in your life, my friend, I'd seriously encourage you, friend to friend, to do the tough thing and set the boundary. It is so freaking worth it. (laughs) So to close this thing out here for today, I just want to say, Never ever forget how much power and potential you have within you. Do not let these sneaky ways um, that we can accidentally and unintentionally waste our precious time and energy rob you of the life that you deserve to live. Thank you so much for being here with me. You are amazing. You matter. 
I believe in you and I really hope that you believe in yourself as well. Have a great rest of your Tuesday and we will chat again here soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could either share it on social media and tag me so that I can personally thank you for listening in. Or you could leave a review of the podcast to increase searchability of the power within her so that more women can listen in and grow with us. Either way, I am so grateful that you're here with me spreading the important message about critical thinking and self-empowerment.